Welcome to The Confidence Project. My name is Liam and I have made it my mission to skyrocket your confidence across body, mind and everything in between. I want this podcast to inspire you so that you have the self-belief and motivation to become the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for listening and embarking on what's going to be an incredible journey for the both of us. Let's take you from where you are now to where you want to be. Yes, legends, we are back for another episode. As always, thank you for tuning in. Today's a good one. I mean, they're all good in my eyes, of course, but today's a good one. Relevant is the word I'm looking for because summer is just around the corner. And with that, we've got so many people wanting to get holiday ready, get in shape for wherever they're going away. Um, And for me, it's not really about holiday or summer, um, but I am getting married in August, which is pretty exciting. Um, A little bit surreal is how I've described it all year in the run up to it. Um, And it's finally here. And something I've learned over my time as being a coach and just growing up really is that anything is possible in 90 days. So this weekend I have a marathon coming up, which again, that's a whole separate episode. But on the back of that, I have about 12 weeks before my wedding, which means I've essentially got 90 days to get into the shape of my life, to get wedding ready. So I thought today's episode, I'm going to share with you exactly how I'm going to do that. So this is going to be a good one for you if you've got something coming up or I'm going to be careful how I sort of say these words, but if you're sort of thinking, you know what, enough messing around, like this is it now, I'm putting my foot on the gas, I'm ready to apply myself and I'm going to go for it because when you're embarking on such a a short-term journey, it can come with restrictions, it can be difficult, Um, there'll be times where you sort of don't want to do it and you're thinking, what's the point? And you've just got to push through Um, and you know, they say there's levels and there's levels and we're going to go up a level. Um, across body, mind, um, and everything in between, really. So what I've tried to do in today's episode is split this into five sort of bullet points and just go through each one. Um, Some of them, you'll be sort of thinking, well, duh, obviously, I get it. Um, And some of them, you'll be thinking, all right, well, that's a fair point. So I'm going to try to give as much context as possible without bombarding you. And of of course, if you've got any questions on the back of it, please message me over on Instagram at liamswellspt or whatever you need to do. Um, But yeah, this is something that's going to work for me. I know it is. Um, This may not work for you. I guess there's a little disclaimer for you. You know, this is something you've got to embark upon. Uh, Everyone is unique. Everyone is their own individual self. um, And therefore, what works for me may not work for you. Um, And obviously, you've got to deliberate my time schedule, the logistics of it. Like, I've got time to train, for instance. I don't have any other restrictions and stuff like that. So look, here we go. So... Point number one of this is your food. There you go. The pennies drop straight away thinking, well, yeah, obviously. But you can't out-train a bad diet. You genuinely can't out-train a bad diet. And they sort of say it's like an 80-20 split, as in 80% of it's your food, 20% is your training. And it's true. Um, you could do all the training you want, but if you are eating absolutely horrifically, um, you are not monitoring what you're eating, if you are completely unaware of your calories, your protein, your fluid levels, your energy levels, everything, like, you, dare I say you're not going to get anywhere, you're going to be stuck on this sort of revolving hamster wheel and it's going to take something drastic to get off it. So the first thing I need you to do, or that I'm going to do, I should really say, is clean it up. Quite simply, clean it up. Therefore, we don't have to label everything. We don't have to provide um, any real sort of guidance. It's just a case of looking at what you're eating and considering the nutritional value. 
Um, and a really easy way of doing this is actually to read the label. Like so many people do not read the label. They just wing it or they think it's great for them or, you know, whatever. They're just going on what they've heard or what they think. Um, Slimming World being an example. And I don't know if this is true, by the way, but you can sort of have, you know, unlimited pasta, for instance. Well, well, that's great, but, you know, there's a shit ton of calories in it if you keep going. So, you know, weigh it up, pick your battles. Um, but ultimately, it's cleaning it up. So to go one further, this is what I'm going to do. I found that tracking my calories works the absolute best for me. Um, I know that if it's tracked, it's measured, and if it's measured, it's managed. And therefore, I know exactly what's going into my body. I know the contents of the food. I know what's providing me with the good stuff and what's potentially been pulling me back. And then it's just sort of eliminating that. Um, and words like restriction and eliminating aren't words that I'd often throw around. But for the purpose of this 12 weeks, like they're going to have to be. Like I said, there's levels and there's levels. And you've got to sort of up your game in the best possible way, really. So that's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to track all my food. Um, more specifically... I'm going to look at, obviously, how many calories I'm eating. Now, for me, as it currently stands, I have training day calories, rest day calories, and a flexi day calories. And we won't say cheat day calories because, well, what are you cheating on in reality? You know, it's not really a word that, that should be in your dictionary when it comes to health and fitness, etc. So flexi day is what we're going to go for. Um, on a training day, I tend to have 2,800 calories. And I'm telling you all my numbers because it holds me accountable, of course. Um... On a rest day, I will have 2,400 calories because obviously I'm burning less. And on my flexi day, I'll have three to 3,300. Um, now, at one point, I'd sort of say ish, and I was about to say 3,500-ish. But no, that's pushing. I've, I've got to learn how to strip that back a little bit. And sometimes a flexi day, and I'm sure we've all done this, we just sort of take it for what it is and just be like, you know what, it's a free-for-all. It's not like my flexi day has still got to be in my calories. And I know that's a really difficult thing to do because... You've worked so hard, let's say, to get to Saturday and you think, right, well, I've earned all this stuff. But again, that's an example of the hamster wheel. So what I will do on that flexi day is make sure it's one main meal and one dessert. And for me, like, I've got such a sweet tooth. So one dessert, it's almost like unheard of. Like, I would go to the shop and just raid everything completely. Um, but that's not where I'm going to see the progress because then I'll shoot my calories way over. So let's say on a Saturday, I'm having my flexi day. I'll make sure that I've trained that morning. I will make sure that my breakfast, snacks, and lunch are quite small. Um, so something like a chicken soup, um, a shake for breakfast, you know, anything that's quite low calorie, that's easily digestible, um, and that's not going to sit with me at the tea. And therefore, then I can go into um, my tea time, dinner time, whatever you want to call it, and, and enjoy it and not feel really guilty. Um, so there's ways around it and again you've got to weigh up what works for you but ultimately my biggest downfall at times would have been taking the mick on a flexi day and it's now reining that in. The other thing I'd say to this is to weigh up your social occasions and, and this is probably a separate point within itself but in between now and my wedding day I will have social occasions that I can't really track i.e. stag do. I know that uh, we're going away for a night I know that there's going to be beers drank. I know that, you know, things are going to happen, really. So what I've actually done over 12 weeks is mapped out all of the times where calorie tracking isn't an option. Um, and what I'm going to do is obviously then on those days, make sure that I can be as reasonable as possible um, and try to align my sort of food choices with um, my goals. So for instance, if I'm eating out, then I'm not going to get a big 
giant three course meal um, i'm going to look at foods that are going to provide me with the most nutritional sort of value and returns things that are high in protein potentially low calorie if i'm on a drinking occasion ideally unless i get laden with pints on my stag do um it's going to be a case of thinking about um diet coke and vodka for instance so some sort of low calorie mixer um, clear spirits things like that so again if your calories aren't in your control then it's weighing up what can you control and then not feeling guilty about it so realistically um there could be sort of a week's worth of days over over these 12 weeks where i'm not in control um and when you weigh that up that's not going to make a massive dent into my progress but equally i've got to weigh up the occasion what i can and can't do what's a good decision and what's going to be a decision that hinders me so there's one to consider as well so you know what's a good decision and you know what's a bad decision. You know what's going to make you feel guilty and you know what's going to make you feel good. Um, and then, like you say, you're just doing everything within your power to stay as close to your goals as possible if a social occasion will try to derail you. So there's the first point. It's food. It's tracking for me. It's weighing up the social occasion. Um, and it's not taking the mick on a flexi day is how I would describe this one. Now, point number two Um on the flip side of the food, we spoke about that sort of 80%, our 20% is our training. Um, and quite simply, train hard, progressively overload, get strong. Um, this is so important. So many people will go into the gym or you know do the workouts or go for a run or whatever, and they will just go through the motions. You know, They'll do three sets of 10 on whatever. They won't really focus on the breathing. They won't focus on the mind-to-muscle connection. They won't focus on the tempo they'll just sort of go willy-nilly and and that's fine again you know if you're in the gym fair play but for the purpose of this 12 weeks it's going to have to be tracking workouts just as i track calories it's ensuring that i can then progress so if i've squatted 60 kilograms next week can i do 65 70 the aim is to get strong um, when I get strong, the muscles will grow and it's as simple as that and your diet and your food choices will complement that um do not wing your training. Like I say, you know, you can go into the gym, go through the motions all you want, but if you are winging your training, just going on, a, you know, whatever, just thinking, well, I'm going to do this and I'll do that, or I ain't got a plan, then you're shooting yourself in the foot because when you don't have a plan, like I said, with your calories, if you're not tracking or measuring what you're doing, then how do you know you're progressing or going in the right direction? Um, and getting the most optimal returns is maybe the best way of looking at it. So for me, I've got my training diary, logbook, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to be writing down every single thing that I'm doing. Um, and then on the back of that, I will then refer to it the following week and be like, right, this week I've done this much weight. Next week can I do this much? And if it's not the weight that I'm progressing with, it's going to be the reps. It's going to be even a more quality rep is progress. Um, but the big thing then is mind to muscle connection. Like if I want to look good in this wedding suit, if I want to look good when I'm looking in the mirror, I want to be really thinking about, okay, this is a chest press, therefore I can feel my chest contracting, squeezing at the top of the rep, I'm doing everything right, I know it's growing, I know I'm feeling it rather than just going through it. So there's point number two, it's following a program and it's not winging it. Um, now, I will throw this in as a little bonus, but I have actually got a separate point about it. But ultimately, what I want to do is to be able to follow a program and not stress about making my own program. Obviously, I do this for a living really i'm happy to make other people's programs but sometimes you can sort of try to do too many things or 
you can get sort of bogged down in your own goals and and things like this really and you're spinning too many plates in reality what I would do if I was you hint hint um, is get yourself a coach um, so I've got my set my own coaches um, and they will do my program for me so I say look I want to get ready these are my current conditions this is how I'm feeling I mean they know me um, and therefore they can provide the right program for me and I've then just got to follow it so I'm working smarter and harder is, is how we're going to see this one so maybe that's something to consider if you're unsure about getting in shape over the 12 weeks and look asking for help like don't try create your own plan because you know you, you may be quite new to the gym you might be thinking well I, I want to do this and that and you can get quite sort of bombarded and overwhelmed with the whole process so look get a coach get them to sort of do your training plan um, they've got the experience they've got the know-how they can help you based on your goals um, and, and you go from there really but like I said there's another point coming up which will tie in with that but like I say you go into the gym you train hard you get strong you progress you don't wing it um, and you really go in with a purpose that's the other thing you know going to the gym gym going to the gym with an aim there you go um, you know look after your goals and they will like look after you essentially um, so point number three um, straying away from sort of the food and training aspect and more of a blanket statement really is to cement routines um, and what I mean by this is not just routines but actually getting healthy habits on board um, in your life uh, so what I mean by this is like things like your sleep like go to bed at a reasonable hour don't be sitting on your phone um, at silly o'clock you know get to bed so for me for my routine I'm going to try and get up at the same time every day so that tends to be 5am for the morning clients. On a Wednesday, I won't set an alarm um, because I won't do any personal training sessions in the morning. Um, Saturday can be a little bit later and then Sunday, a similar sort of thing. Again, there's going to be social occasions, i.e. stag do, where obviously there's not going to be an alarm set and things like that. And, and you will have to have times amongst this 12 weeks where you can just weigh up, actually, I do just need to chill out and, and not really worry about the routine. So... You've got to do this one, you know, tread carefully, but ultimately, if you can just get used to doing the same thing over and over again and do do the boring, um, then again, it's going to look after you because you cement those habits and you become um, well-equipped to look after your life, really. So your sleep's your big thing with that. And like I said, little routines that work for you. So for me, um, I will try sort of now cut out my screen time. I'm a bugger for sort of texting clients on a night. Um, like if I finish work at nine, then I haven't had a chance to see the day's text. So then like, I'm up till sort of half nine, 10 replying um, and I haven't really had a chance to unwind. So that's going to be something that I look at. So like, I want to read more this year. So coming home from work, when I finish work, that's it. Like I'm not the emergency services. Someone doesn't need the best option for a protein for the lunch tomorrow. Like that can wait. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a case of looking after myself now because if I can look after myself, then everyone else gets looked after and everything else gets looked after. So, you know, books for screen time, for instance, is going to be something that I do. Um, trying to eat at a similar sort of time of day as well will help massively. I appreciate people don't always have the um, flexibility to do just that, but that's something that I would try and encourage. Um, again, it's just sort of getting your digestive system used to um, foods going in at the same time, um, at the same day. Um, and then the same goes for your meals, really. Like, try not to divulge too much. Um, obviously, again, I like have flexibility, but 
have almost a rotation of meals that you can go to and therefore they are your safety nets. I mean, manipulate them as much as you want. Like it doesn't just have to be, typical example, chicken, rice and veg, you know, you know, have chicken pasta and veg, for instance, or whatever it's going to be, or, you know, put in some sort of bake, or I don't know, you know, go crazy with it. But the, the point is to not stray away from the things that are going to work for you. So, like, stick to the basics, do what's going to work, have your rotation of meals, fall back on them, chop and change them as much as you want, but don't, like, again, go and wing it every now and then, because then winging it will ultimately lead to a bit of a demise and a bit of a failure later down the line because you sort of you take your foot off the gas really and you don't really need to like we just want to keep this as linear as possible and if anything occurs where you're going to stray off track then you just almost need something that you can just naturally gravitate towards so again your food with your routine um, will be mega and then I'd say the same for your training so like for me I envisage training six times a week and um, how that looked I haven't actually discussed with my coach yet um, but there's probably going to be one or two runs and four weight sessions or, you know, give or take, something like that. Um, but I will try do the similar sort of training sessions on each day, um, the same time each week. So, you know, Monday, for instance, might be an upper body day, Tuesday, lower body, Wednesday, back to upper body. I might do a run on the Thursday and so on and so forth. So again, that's something that I'm going to try to consider. So how close can you get each week to looking like the past one and obviously progressing amidst that? So that would be something else that I um, would encourage you. And then, again, like, it's a little bit different for me, but, like, with work and things, like, have your routines in place. Like, you just, you almost have it so it's it's automatic and you you can just be on autopilot because the more you've got to think about, the harder this is going to be for you, really. So this is why I'm sort of making this podcast now because if you do listen to this and think, right, well, I'm going to be on it, then, you know, give yourself time to prepare. So I, I am writing out my social occasions later this week. Um, because I will know, right, okay, you know on whatever, you know, the 5th of July that this isn't going to work for you and therefore that's okay, like accept it, draw a line under it, do your best on that day and then go again on the 6th of July, for instance. And again, that's only one example, but I'm sure you get my drift, like keep everything as similar and in order as possible and um, you will see some monumental returns. So that's three points so far. Number four, like I said on point number two regarding your training, this does overlap, but point number four is having the right people in my corner. Um, so the people that come to mind, uh, obviously my coaches. So I've got myself a coach. I've actually got five coaches. I'm part of the high performance coach. Um, they look after me. Um, you know, each one's got their own speciality, so to speak, um, and they will look after me. You know, as and when I need it, and and whatever I need. Um, I know that if I'm struggling emotionally, I can go to one of them. If I'm struggling with my training, I can go to another. Energy's down. Um, you know, there's a discrepancy with clients, whatever, you know, I know I've got a fallback for every area of my life. Um, I would also say then I've got the confidence project itself. So on the back of, we've just put out one of our clients has done his first ever photo shoot, which is absolutely amazing. And it's gained a little bit of interest amidst clients. So if they are interested in doing something similar, then they may want to come on this 12 week journey with me. So rather than me isolating myself and thinking, right, I'm just going to smash 12 weeks out and be a bit of a lone wolf. What if I open the doors and be like, right, we're all going to go in a group chat. We're all going to hold each other accountable. And actually, they then may want to do a photo shoot on the end of that. You know, that is a discussion that we're currently having with some clients. Um, I won't do a photo shoot. It may be something that I do one day. But like I say, with the stag do with social events, I don't want to go into a photo shoot and think you, you could have given a little bit more. So maybe something down the, the line, maybe next year or the back end of the year, if it proves popular with clients. 
then you never know. But socially, I just don't think it would work for me at the moment. Um, and it's not really something I have reason to do. Um, this is just about getting, you know, wedding focused and ready. So having the right people in your corner. And then like, obviously, like if, you, if you're listening to this and you don't have a coach or you don't have a network of similar people, then look at the people in your life immediately. So like your partner, your family members, your friends, and sort of say to them like, look, I'm being dead serious. <laughs> I need to get in shape. Um, if you see me going on lash and coming back with five pints, say, hang on a minute, what are you doing? You don't need to be doing this. And and just, you know, have a quiet word with them and say, look, I really, this really means something to me. I want some good returns. Help me out as much as we can um, to, you know, in order for me to get to where I want to be. So it's quite a brave and courageous conversation to, to have because there will be opportunities for you just to fall down and justify your reason for doing that. Um, you know, you can sort of give into peer pressure and things in terms of like a friendship group. Um, you know, I see so many times, you know, you know, a group of lads out, oh, it'd be right, you know, start Monday, start Monday, that's all we're here. And you don't need to like, you know, this isn't impossible. It will be hard, it will be difficult and you will have to have such conversations and come across such challenges. But this is doable. This is more than doable. So, and like I said, then if you don't have a coach and you feel like you need one, then go for it. There will be the right coach out there for you. If you feel like you want to increase your confidence and, and feel your best self cross body and mind, come to the Confidence Project. But equally, if you're just thinking, look, I want to get absolutely ripped and turn into a bodybuilder then you know there's some fantastic coaches out there as well um or if you want to come on this 12-week journey with me like i said at the beginning there is a bonus at the end so keep listening um, i may have something for you um but ultimately like i say it's having the right people in your corner and on the flip side of that if there aren't any and you know that people will hold you back then i'll have to word this one carefully again but You've almost got to weigh up about burning your bridges and this is almost a separate point for a separate podcast, but your vibe is your tribe. And if the people in your life are holding you back in whatever area, then they need to go, quite simply. Um, You know, there's been clients who haven't been the right fit for the confidence project and and sort of we've parted ways there. There have been people in my life, friends, that I've just distanced myself because I'm just thinking like, you are not in line with where I want to be and you have got to be quite, like say, brave and courageous and and have these conversations or don't have these conversations and just, you know, step away naturally, that's fine. But again, look at those people. And I once heard something where it's like, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I believe it was Jim Rowan, a motivational speaker. Um, But the point there being that you look at these five people in your life and if they are not in line with you, if they are not doing what you want to do, if they are not complementing your lifestyle and goals and they are just doing something similar and uh, sorry doing something completely opposite not similar um then that's fine you know leave them to it but equally like for the purpose of this 12 weeks or actually more in the grand scheme of things your life you don't need to be doing what they're doing you don't have to follow the crowd you know be a leader be your own self um, and in turn become your best self so that is something i would look at um and then like i said we had a client who did his first photo shoot um, and there was an incentive there so for me the wedding is the incentive so for the 12 weeks like that's what that's what I've got to keep thinking about it's the wedding Um, but you've also got to think about well why are you doing this Um, and that actually does bring me on to point number five it's remember your why or for me remembering my why and it's the wedding you know why am I doing this so when challenges arise when obstacles occur 
Um, I've rather than succumbing to them, I've got to have a conversation with myself, and I've got to go to that place where I dig deep and say, you know what, this is why you're doing it. Like, do not be fooled by this tempting bag of cookies or whatever. Like, you don't need to do this. You know, don't miss out the gym because you're feeling a little bit tired. Go, and something is better than nothing. And Again, this journey that you've almost created yourself, if you imagine this line going forwards, how close can you stick to it? And every decision that you have to make, every meal that you have to cook, every training session that you have, every day, every week, every month, you've got to try stay on this path as much as you can. And that may come with difficulties, that may come with um, opportunities to jump ship, um, but you've got to stay true to yourself, you've got to stick to it, and you will get there, I promise you. Um, so... With that said, I hope those five points help. Um, I appreciate that they do overlap to a degree, um, but just a reminder, something I'm going to do over the course of 12 weeks is closely look at my food. Um, I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to not take the mic with flexi days. I'm going to track it. I'm going to weigh up my social occasions and assess where my food may or may not be derailed and do my best to combat it. I'm going to train in the gym. I'm going to train hard. I'm going to follow a program. I'm going to progress with it. I'm going to get strong and I'm not going to wing it. Point number three was I'm going to cement my routines. I'm going to create healthy habits um, across the board. For me, that's going to be my sleep. Um, it's going to be less screen time. It's going to be setting boundaries and it's going to be looking after myself so I can be in the best headspace um, going into, obviously, wedding day. Number four is having the right people in my corner, i.e. my coaches, the people in the confidence project, um, and my family and friends and things like that. Like, And then point number five is remembering my why, and my why is the wedding, of course. So there you go. I really do hope that helps. Um, if not, well... I'm sorry, <laughs> this podcast is for me, this is a chance for me to explain my journey, um, but if it does help, then I really hope you can take something from it. Um, so, like I said a few times in this episode, there is a little bonus here, so if you've made it this far, thank you, um, but what I want you to do is, if you are serious, and I mean deadly serious, and you're thinking, you know what, enough messing about, about getting into the shape of your life, I want you to message me 12 weeks, the words, 12 weeks. Um, let me know how you found the podcast if you want or your biggest takeaway but if you message me those words I know that you've listened to this um, and I know that you are serious about getting in shape and therefore I will offer you the opportunity to come into the confidence project at a discounted rate and over the course of 12 weeks you and I and whoever else in the confidence project will embark upon this journey together um, which will be mega and we will hold each other to the highest standard possible in order to get to the best place possible so Message me 12 weeks. It could be the opportunity and your calling that you need in order to go from where you are now to where you want to be. Thank you, as always, for listening. We've got some great episodes coming up. We've got a client success session next week. The week after, um, I'm going to do an episode all about my marathon, so stay tuned for that um, because by that point, I will have had the opportunity to collect my thoughts and um, hopefully I survived it. So, yeah, wish me the best of luck. Take care, enjoy your day, and I'll see you next week.